Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Real Life with Stassi. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to let's switch this up and let's talk about acting. And I couldn't think of a better actress to sit down with today than Theoni. So thank you so much for coming here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's so fun to be in uh, this podcast for the first time, you know, as Sims Kingdoms in the other one. Now, real life, I'm like, who am I? <laughs> I'm just, I, I know, honestly, I'm just excited to sit and talk to you today about acting and then we can leave Sims at the door. We don't need yeah. to add Sims here. Crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> well, why can, sorry, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Well, I am Theoni. I am from Greece, Athens, Greece. I grew up there. I studied there in university and then I came and studied some more here in the U.S. because, you know, studying and stuff. And then I stayed here in L.A. and I started my acting journey here. It ha- I came here in 2020 and I graduated in 2022. So it's been a year of kind of being on the market. I've had a lot of ups and downs and a lot of experiences. <laughs> I love that. Okay, what was it like? We'll put a pin in acting for a second. To like mm-hmm. be in like university or slash college Mm -hmm. throughout the pandemic was it challenging well yes so you know I came here January of 2020 oh so so you you just like seeped in before shit yes I came yes I came here we had one month in person classes and then they said we're gonna go online and I am from a different country, which also has a whole visa process. So to be able to finally come here to study, right? Mm -hmm. And then everything closes down, but you don't have, you have many options, but you don't have many options. So I wasn't sure I had the option to just go back home and come back again when like everything opens up, you know? So Mm -hmm. it was, I had to make a decision. Will I continue with the American Academy of Dramatic Arts where I studied? Or will I go home and see? And I, I had also just started dating my now husband. <laughs> like literally went on our first date the Saturday before everything closed, you know? Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was, I, I decided to continue. Mm-hmm. And acting classes online, you're like, what the good, you know? Like, what is that? But actually, the, these are the years I experienced the most growth in my life because I've I've had acting classes in person before I I have a master's in dramatology I did a two-year private drama school in Greece but but online it, it we they did it really good at the American Academy because we still did all the class we did dance in our living room and stuff but also we did a lot of film classes uh, and we did a lot of green screen acting we did a lot of um like you know how you're you're acting with someone and but you can't see that person but still when they edit it together it still needs to see to seem like you have your like boyfriend girlfriend or whatever and the most important thing you learn how to do self-tapes because especially after COVID but even before there are almost no in-person auditions first round everything is a self-tape and you have to send it in so we learn how to do that to do it in good quality and how to edit and create our own content which is really important today also so i feel i felt like when i finished the academy i felt ready you know yeah no that's that's amazing i would have never i would have thought they would like what could you have done like 
Zoom acting classes? Yeah, that's what we did. It was Zoom. <laughs> well, okay. I think it was Teams, actually. But yeah. that, Okay, that's all. that is amazing. I've always dreamt about going to like a theater acting school. I want, mm. I want to hear the process. I want to hear the classes you took. And I want to hear like literally everything you want to share. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, well, I did in Greece and here, and it was really interesting to, I also did a lot of the theater, which was, is really useful. Mm -hmm. but, oh my God. You know, uh, it was a lot. We did, there are different styles of acting and uh, you know if you're in a sitcom it's different if you're in a medical drama it's different if you're in a more um not I don't want to say real life situation like more of um I've forgotten everything but it's different based on which series you're in or which movie or which country even um I like both acting schools I attended, the one here in the US, it had a lot of movement classes, dance classes, stage combat class. It had a voice and speech class, which basically shows you how to support yourself. It had singing class, which helped a lot, especially with the support. Because you know how we talk, people sometimes, you know, when you're tired and you talk more down and you hear this like voice break, but then if you support with your diaphragm and instead of breathing from, from your chest, you start breathing from your diaphragm, your voice is more supported. You can speak for a longer time without having to take many breaths. Um, we had a film class basically where it's acting for camera because it's different from acting in theater because in theater, the audience is more far away. You have to be... Uh, to, like they can't see you as a close up, whereas in the camera, the camera can see you. Um, another big difference is that in theater, you have like if you kill your husband in the last act, you have the whole play to build up to it. Mm -hmm. But in in, uh, in in TV, they're like, okay, and now this person you've never met before, it's your husband, he died. It's the last episode, but we film it first. So it's it has it happens all the time, and they're like cry, and you're like, okay. <laughs> uh, we had history of acting drama classes go on and on um but as difficult as it's like as many of the things as it sound truth is you learn while you do it mm -hmm. they say you have to have a certain amount of hours to be to excel at something and I, before I came here, right, and in my 26 years of wiseness, I felt so I have to do everything. I have to be the most clever, have all the skills, which I mean, you kind of do. But at the same time, it's it's more about doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. Do the best you can do now. If you can't afford to go to an acting school, YouTube videos, acting classes, free acting classes, just create a scene and play. Maybe it's horrible, but it's okay. The 10th time, it's going to start getting better. Be good at receiving notes because we think we feel it, but it doesn't matter. You may, one of my acting teachers, they're all, they're all working actors. And he told us um, he had a scene and his son was dying in his arms and he was thinking, that he's going to eat a bologna sandwich afterwards and how much he wanted that bologna sandwich. 
but it, it was amazing. I, I saw the clip and it was really good. I was like, I cannot believe you. But yeah. Well, I like that. So, that I, see, that's a lot there. So it's like, because it's like super out of the realm. Because like no one like I've ever known besides you, which is amazing, has ever pursued <laughs> acting. It's always like stand-up comedian or improv, but mm. never acting. Now I have I have to ask this: mm -hmm. um, What, in your opinion, is the worst of who's oh, not word, hardest to act? Would it be theater or TV movie? I think it completely depends on the person. Okay, completely, because they have different challenges. So, are you better like? Some people are like, I can't just start from a 10 because that that um, that film clip starts on a 10. But other people are like, I need three takes. I can't just do it once in the theater. Um, it's like, I don't know, if you're a chef, do you prefer cooking? Do you prefer baking? It's it's, it's okay. different, you know? I, I, I know you know, but... <laughs> I 100%. I, I like that. That's actually really... That's a good analogy. Now, you said that it's it's different to act in a sitcom versus a medical drama, which I'm also, I'm assuming, is different than a, like... A, like Everything soap is different. opera. In, what is the biggest difference between the... Like, let's say a soap opera, a medical drama, and a sitcom, in your opinion. So, from... One of the one of the easier things in my head to first of all separate drama from comedy is it's the same situation. You still need to be believable. You can like except you're creating a caricature, but the, the the successful caricature is the one that you actually feel like it's it's real. So the biggest thing that they told us is let's say I hit my fist on a wall, right? That's okay. the scene. If it's a drama, the pain from me hitting my fist on the wall is what is going to be the main focus on the scene. So it's like, I'm in so much pain. And this is hard for me and all the emotions that, that cause me. I'm mad at myself. On a comedy, same thing. I hit my fist on the wall. I'm mad at the wall. Still, oh. I believe it. This stupid wall, how dare it hurt me. I hate you. I believe it, but that's the funny thing. You know what I mean? It's huh. uh, <laughs> it's where you put where you put the emotion. Um, if you're playing that you're a breakup scene with your husband, right? Yeah. Horrible, right? Drama, awful. But if, for example, you really need this book to be straight, like this book needs to be straight in this scene, but the book being straight and your husband breaking up with you is of equal value to you. Mm -hmm. This is the worst day of your life. You have to fix it, but no, wait, but I have to fix it, but no, wait. The audience is going to laugh because your husband is leaving you. Don't fix the book right now. But for you, playing mm -hmm. it, it's it's life or death. They always say, raise your stakes, raise your stakes. So okay. it's always where you put your stakes. <laughs> I don't know if that answered it. Really. No, that, that for <laughs> sure did because a lot of people give like the big bang theory a huge mm -hmm. like like it's a phone in sitcom right mm -hmm. i mean but they were they were there was a script they were reading this mm -hmm. script. they were acting this i believe that they were nerds 
I believed mm-hmm. a hot girl lived across the street. I also believe when I watch NCIS that Tony's going to solve anything. And McGee, it comes down to acting. Now, I love that show, by the way. McGee. Oh, <laughs> oh fucking NCIS. That is my go-to yes. when I just like need a moment to myself. Oh, my God. Oh, I yes. went to it with my grandparents in Greece. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what what does gibbs sound like in greece then oh uh, no it's the same we have subtitles oh, okay. it's not dubbed okay yeah. I, was like, I, I wanted it to be dubbed because i'd want to hear if it was like <laughs> super stirred or if it was uh. just like you know like mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so we, we talked a little bit about acting which i love what acting exercises do you you do before getting into your role again it's so personal right yeah. it, because what they say is it does not matter what you do if it gets you there. I mean, of course, be respectful of the people around you and the environment. I mean, it doesn't matter if you like, for example, for me, what I've seen working sometimes, but I go through phases. One, I write a bio, one of my favorite teachers, God rest her soul right now, but uh, she was really all amazing life. But she all made us write 50 page bios about ourselves. 50 page bios about the characters she didn't do it because you have to write 50 pages she did it so you you get used to to actually going in depth and because she said after the 10 first pages all the excuse my language but all the bullshit go away and then you actually delve into the important things Mm -hmm. so I like to write one or two pages for my character from my character's point of view Mm-hmm. about how I feel and what's the most important thing about me and like why this happened or whatever and then I I read it before the scene sometimes depends on how much time you have I also love 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 working from the connection with the other person because mm-hmm. you play with your scene partner if your scene partner is not good if you guys don't have good chemistry the scene is not going to be good it's not a me 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 sport you know like they say, the biggest actors like Meryl Streep, they say, mm-hmm. everyone that was worked with her, they say she's so good to work with. She comes with this, is like, yeah, let's try the scene. Let's do, let's let's meet each other. Because they know that if you're horrible, her scene is also going to be horrible, yeah. you know? Um, So I do that. Then there is some people don't do nothing because the more they think of it, the more you get in your head. So it's it's really you shouldn't overthink it. Like right now I'm, I'm trying to think less because having all this extended training, you're like, like even for the for the awards that we did for, for the Sims, I had like two lines, right? But I have to break down my lines. Where is the, what's the important thing in this? What's this? And it becomes too much. Like just say it as a person, say what you mean and mean what you say, they say. That's the one thing I'd say. And don't push, don't indicate. Like, if you believe it, we'll see. That's what they always told us. Don't don't show me that you're sad. Just be sad. It's enough. You don't have to cry if you don't cry. Just mean it. So, yeah. That That is such amazing advice. You, like, you just said something that I love, that for, like, the Mishima Awards, you yeah. prepared. I love you. Yeah, she's a simmer if you listen to this. I didn't <laughs> read the script beforehand. I was just, anytime I get a script now, I just like the, the first time is usually me reading it through. Uh, I'm like, that sounds good. I'll give a couple takes. Um, but but no, that's that- how you also, you might get the authenticity to it because it depends what you're reading, you know? Mm-hmm. So 
we just have like some commercial classes for commercials and you have to hit specific weights. Oh, we're going to dive deep on that because commercials are a dying (laughs) breed. Unless it's like a five second like YouTube ad. Like Mm -hmm. people skip commercials now because there's everything is being able to skip. How, Mm -hmm. what acting in commercials makes you stand out? And please tell me it's like the, as seen on TV products where you're like distressed because something's (laughs) happening to you and then like this product solves it. And you're like, right. Yeah. They tell us more how to book it. So two things that they taught us, main things. One, the camera, the person that is going to buy it is your best friend. So you're talking to your best friend because they have to immediately trust you. They have to relate with you. So you talk to a specific person put your best friend and tell them about this new amazing product that changed your life and it's different than the rest. Second of all, to book the commercial, you get three lines. So Magco made this new amazing flavor of coffee, right? So in this sentence, you'd be like, Magco, first of all, that is the most important word, the name of the company. You have to place it in a little pillow. So you're like, my girl created this new amazing thing of coffee. So you literally go and uh, underline the important words and what they want to, to say from it. And then you try to make it sound realistic. But yeah, it's completely like, I, I call it like, not robot, robot work, you know, but it's like, it has a formula to it a bit. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. I get this. Okay. So I'm like, if I was acting, so this is the Sims yeah. 2 open for business expansion pack. I'd be like the Sims 2 open for business expansion pack. Kind of. Yeah. Something. But now everything it's good, but everything has the same, same, oh, okay. the same value. But remember how they say like Sims 2 to the game, but Sims 2 is like, and then the other is like a little secret. Okay. So they play with you to catch your earring, you know? Oh, I like, I like that. That's interesting. Again, I'm like literally taking notes of this. <laughs> like, how to be better actress. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that, hey, fuck yeah. it. it. That makes sense, though. Like, that makes yeah. sense. Okay. So you did say you did some like combat training for like fighting, like, like stage mm-hmm. training. Is it true that you'd like put the hand in the side of your face and you're like pretending to slap and you just like move, like you you literally just like high five your hand or do you actually so, sometimes get slapped in the face? There are different um, states fight slaps. For example, they taught us, they said they taught us three and depends if you're like, on t- if you're on TV, there, it doesn't need to be a sound. So it doesn't need to hit because hitting the hand is to make the sound. So one way is to hit the other person's hand. The second way for punches, for example, right? So if you punch me, let's say from the right, and I have like my left hand while you're punching me, I'll be like, boom. And I hit my chest with my fist and that would make the sound because like theater or whatnot. And we don't have sound effects. And they told us, yeah, the first slap is the one where you don't touch and they put the sound effect. The second one is the one where you slap the hand of someone. And the third one, you just slap the person. I'm like, that doesn't sound like stage combat. But they said you have to be careful to pat, to slap between the bone, um, the cheekbone and the, like, what's here. this called? Like, like here. Like here. Okay. But yeah. Well, they won't see, but it's like 
the soft part of your cheek okay and like, not to hit the ear oh yeah so they would have us to be like uh, across each other and I would like touch the other person's cheek and they're like okay look and now slap them like that's one of the hardest things for me I don't want to slap it I had to do it for a for a play I had to slap my stage son and every time afterwards I was like I'm so sorry and he was like it's okay it's okay and one day he's like yeah it hurt because I had to go downstairs and hit him so it was really difficult to to find my target because it was a moving target you know so yeah I was hard that was harder for me than any stage case stage death stage whatever that was the hardest okay I also you just said stage kiss that was a question I was gonna ask you oh. later but you brought it up <laughs> so um I was a drama kid you came to the right person <laughs> I've kissed ever no, like okay like they're they're supposed to say like it's not supposed to turn you on but like anytime I was in like high school and I was in like any production and I got I always played the damsel that like was needed yeah. to be saved and I always had a prince and like okay. I would kiss them and like I don't know but like I would feel a tingle and like my body and you're not supposed yeah, to you, but because like, you're yeah, yeah but because you weren't you were a kid you weren't like a, a an actor a trained actress on set you know what I mean like yeah. it's the same if you cook something and if I put something together, it's not gonna be the same, you know what I mean? That's but yeah, because um so the first thing about I mean, there are weirdos, right? Hundred percent. I've had bad experiences, I've had good experiences with stage cases because for some reason my characters always are kissing someone or they die. That's the two things I get. <laughs> or both. They do both sometimes. Um but it's like any other touch. Mm -hmm. There's a lot about consent, of course, discussion to make sure that both people feel comfortable. In really professional sets, you don't really have to say anything. I've seen that in front and behind the camera mm -hmm. where two people just met and they're playing a couple that have been married 10 years and the touch is so normal, like, yeah, good morning. And like, they don't have to discuss it. Um, there are, if there is a really difficult scene, there's an intimacy coach on set usually, or it should be. Um, it's, there are so many things happening at that moment with cameras, with audience, with your character's feelings, with being in the moment, that it's just like, to me at least, it's just like any other touch. You know, mm -hmm. me and my husband have both have to do it we were present because we work together sometimes doesn't feel like anything but I have had people I have had people put a weird perspective on me as a person because of a character that I played who also the character was fine it's a it's a balance I'd want to say <laughs> Hey, you answered that question perfectly. Because oh, I was like, okay. if I was an actress, I if I had to kiss everybody, I'd be like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like by the end, I would be like, so like that bologna sandwich for lunch. I think that's going to be delicious. Because <laughs> you just become disassociated with it, right? But at the yeah. same time, you have to like look and love. Because we have all seen a love scene, uh, Twilight, um, where the, you can <laughs> the two main actors actually, they were together. And I'm like, you're together you know, and intimacy was like terrible there is well, i mean it, we had that happen in my acting school the teacher thought poor guy 
he thought, how is he going to, because we had some people that were more experienced in acting, some more new. And this is like, how are we going to make the, the kids like be comfortable with kissing scenes? Mm-hmm. We had a couple in our class, which they always try to avoid putting a couple in the class, which, I mean, if you're an adult, I don't think it's a problem. But he's like, I'll give them a kissing scene. But because they were a real couple, they were so uncomfortable with it. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was the worst. I felt so bad because they felt so bad because they were a real couple. So it took them away from yeah. the scene because like it puts other thoughts in your head. I don't know. With my husband, I've had to kiss him in three short films, which is fun. Uh, but it was... It's different, I guess. I don't know if it's because I'm Greek. I don't know if it's because it's me, because I gave no Fs. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my character has to keep. And he was like, oh. <laughs> he's an amazing actor, by the way. I just caught him off guard. <laughs> yeah. I I love that, but like, but that makes good chemistry. I couldn't even imagine like standing up and being like me and Jason kissing. I to mm-hmm. me, I think I'm like the sexiest kisser ever, but I feel like like perspective looking at me, I probably look like a, like a seal not knowing what to do. I mean, you kiss to ki- like it's not a re- like it's not a real kiss. Like you kiss for the camera. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. there's not too much movement. There's not tongue involved most times i've seen some scenes in like series where you see a tongue there and i'm like ah, i don't know it always gets me when i see that tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when they open the mouth and you see the tongue i mean you know i'm sure i look worse you know what i mean but it's just when i see it i'm like ah. <laughs> yeah oh my god that was amazing again just you're just educating me because i i feel like if i went to acting school i'd be like okay um where's the hottest guy worst scene partners hi hi um so you talk about like having like obviously like most scenes you are with somebody unless you're either having a contemplating moment or you're on the phone still you're with someone especially the phone but the monologue you're with someone who are you talking to you can't be talking to no one to yourself Mm, yeah but you have to put yourself as a person across from you like are you talking to your mom are you talking to your side side like you have to otherwise you're just talking everywhere you know that's interesting well I just always associate if you're doing a monologue by yourself you're just talking by yourself but then you're talking everywhere it's not as if you're in real life yeah so it's different and also if you're in real life you're so focused if you talk by yourself out loud but in theater you cannot do it for the audience you know you do it for your scene partner so if you don't have a scene partner you have to make a scene partner otherwise you play it for the audience you know well before i ask about scene partners do you have a monologue and what was it like to write a monologue um to write one, I have written, I have written one, 100% some, some point. <laughs> um, yeah, I have written, I just remembered it. Um, you write, depends on why you, why you write for, right? Like what mm-hmm. you want to showcase about yourself. 
or what topic do you want to bring attention to you know um i have i had to write some scenes or some monologues because you have to create your own world i usually do something that i want to be cast as yeah just be like look i can do it or something that helps me like a character with a with an accent like mine mm -hmm. right because how many greek accents are there in LA except my greek wedding you know what i mean uh and you know um so it's i've also i also have a master's in dramatology which is the study of drama so i feel like i they taught you how to write do you know that every movie has the exact same like breakdown of it starts mm -hmm. by minute 10 you meet the characters then the first problem starts appearing and you go the first thing you meet the guru then it continues yeah it's mm -hmm. like the whole th it's just the when I learned that I cannot watch romantic comedies anymore I just cannot well there's only I'm like yeah no, no go ahead I don't mean to cut you off no no it's just I'm like okay three quarters have passed now that they're perfect something's gonna happen for no reason then five minutes before the end they're gonna solve it so I can't watch them anymore because it upsets me <laughs> Well, it, it's that formula, right? So it's yeah. like, it's the same. So like there's seven, like there's only seven stories that you can possibly mm -hmm. tell at this point. Everything else is like, mm -hmm. everything is a carbon copy of the next. But yeah, so like, think about it. So NCIS, mm -hmm. favorite show, great show. Death, mm -hmm. cute couple or something, <laughs> die. You pick up at the office. They get, they get the case. They go to the crime scene. They interview one suspect, wrong suspect. They interview a second uh, in, um, suspect. Could The second one could be it, or they could introduce a third one, and then the problem is solved. It's the, mm -hmm. it's the whole monster of the week formula, right? Like, there's mm -hmm. no consequence. Like, I, like, when I used to watch Criminal Minds, I knew, like, it, if it's a 30-episode season, nothing fucking important is happening in episode 15. Because it's a filler. <laughs> it's a filler. They're, they're in yeah. it. They're in it, But you right? still want to watch it, right? Right. But it's the so, same, like... It's your yeah. show. Well, it's... Yes. And also, um, uh, Dan Harmon, uh, Rick and Morty mm -hmm. creator. It's the the circle. Uh, mm -hmm. How he writes every Rick and Morty episode. Intro. Uh, character. Problem. Solution. End. And you literally just keep doing... The circle. Like, I have a hard time now watching Netflix shows. Because, like... So, let's just say... I don't know. Let's just pick any fucking Netflix show. Stranger Things. Let's pick Stranger mm -hmm. Things. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like, that's a 10 episode season. The first four episodes have absolutely really nothing to do with the end. They're just the filler to make you feel good while mm -hmm. you're watching. And I'll sit there and I'll be like, they're just trying shoes on. Like this has no, this will have zero <laughs> impact. But they're like, they're not even talking about like the big bad yet or like mm -hmm. any of those like the things. They're yeah. just like, oh, like, well, Jamie wants to go on a date with fucking this Stevie and like, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And he's like, you see it and they have like the trying. I'm like, that takes me out of the story because it's so filler mm -hmm. that I just, you know, don't, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Like as yeah. a writer, I see it. I, I'm so bad now. I'll just sit like, this is how this is going to end. I like and do that to my husband all the time. He gets <laughs> upset. My favorite game is guess who's going to die because oh, <laughs> like <laughs> there was this guy i think they did it on purpose right it was like a parody of the thing and there was this guy and he's like 
where was it? I don't remember. It was on purpose. I loved it. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm, um, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting, I'm retiring next week. Yeah, finally me. And then the guy's like, oh, okay, goes to leave. He's like, yeah, actually me and my wife are going to go on a cruise ship with film. He's like, yeah, okay, goes to leave. And I forgot to tell you, my grandkid is coming. And, <laughs> and you're like, okay, he's dead, you know? Yeah, he's going to die. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's literally like the moment of the showing, of being like, yeah. it's like, oh, like it's his retirement Human, day. Yeah. Or any, humanize them. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, and I'm just saying that, like, yeah, he's going to fucking die. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but Game of, <laughs> Game of Thrones to me was one of the first shows that I was like, I never knew who was going to live or die because there was no set rules. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anybody could die. Now, I have to ask, you said you played a deaf scene. <laughs> Talk mm-hmm. to me about acting a deaf scene and how were you killed or murdered or died? Yeah, it completely depends how you die. Um, In one of my, I want to say favorites, I just like that role. I died from an asthma attack. Yeah, it was horrible. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you study how you die and okay. then try to make real to your body. Like for me, for the asthma attack, so it comes from the diaphragm, right? Like mm-hmm. they teach you how to kind of fake laugh and like fake cry with your diaphragm, which is, it's nothing. It's just movement of the diaphragm if you don't put the emotion on it and the thought. But I remembered from the from the laugh class that one of the things that they told us is for a laugh to sound realistic, mm-hmm. you have to it it shouldn't be one piece. Like you can't be like ha 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 ha. Like what is that? You have to do like a whole melody, like <laughs> you know something. Yeah. You change it up and down. So for the asthma, I'm like yeah. So what is it? I cannot breathe. So if you cannot breathe, you still have breath in you. And you're trying to breathe, but you, you cannot. So it just comes out. And then what starts tightening in your body? And I studied it a bit. That's why many times it, it's like your our our Google searches are gonna be like put this on the list a hundred percent. And yeah, and you just you feel you don't have to push to cry because tears come to your face because you can't have air. And you start falling like it was it was an experience it it felt weirdly cathartic afterwards which it shouldn't have i was like are you okay uh, but yeah but whatever scene you do you should always keep yourself safe emotionally and physically and you should never you should never lose a grasp of yourself okay because then it starts being self-pleasing and it's yeah. not, you know, and yeah. even if you, if you actually cry, if you actually cry, like a hundred percent, you crying, first of all, you can't stop whenever you need to, like, and what if you're in the theater and you have the next since six months later, you laugh and you're just a wreck. And also I've noticed that the theater, if you see a person and you feel like they're actually crying, mm-hmm. it takes you out. Cause you're like, you're actually you start feeling bad and you start paying attention to the story if you yeah. know what I mean I I've got you I I really like that um that's really good advice um when we we talked a little bit before about uh, a scene partner 
Mm. What's it what's it like having a scene partner? And what's it like when someone tries to steal your scene because your partner's take hogging it all? Good question. Um the ideal scenario is you're both working to tell the story, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not about showing yourself, it's about telling the story the best way. Mm-hmm. And the best scene is gonna be us working together. Now, if someone is trying to steal the spotlight, I think they have a misconception about acting. Okay. And in a in a professional set, I mean, it depends on the on the director, but you can't really do anything if that is happening. You can maybe use it. Like I played, I was married to someone, mm-hmm. and that actor, I don't know if they realized that they would just do their thing and just cut everyone not like I don't know it was but our marriage was supposed to be combative so I'm like okay so I I tried to put there to combat back but not to take the spotlight back I combated to make the story be told you know it's a it's a weird balance you do the best you can but you should always serve your story. And it's never about you. You know what I mean? Even if you're the lead, it's never about you, you. Like yeah. the, the day players in series, if you go to play the the teacher of those kids and they come in and make a chaos, it's not about you being like the teacher that is going through that. It's about, do they do that often? Like the person that's going to tell the story better in the audition is going to take the role. Yeah. The person that makes the about themselves is not because that's not what they're doing, you know? Yeah, no. I 100% got that. Um, I was always just really curious about that because anytime mm-hmm. I've ever done any acting with a scene partner, I usually accidentally steal the scene because I'm crazy. I mean, it's different if you just do a good job and people are like, that was amazing. That's not stealing the scene. That's you did a good job, you know? No, yeah, <laughs> I, I got you. Because sometimes like anytime I've ever done it with like a person, like, I'll try to give them something, but they won't give it back to me and I'll keep going at it and they're just not getting it. So then like at that point, as advice, mm-hmm. would you go down to their level to try to like match their tones or do you hope that they would catch up to your tones? Is there a director involved? Sure. Because usually the, the, the director is going to... You do what you've prepared and you've been picked to do. Mm-hmm. And you do what the scene needs, what the story is. And the director is the one that's going to... Like, you're the ingredients. He is the person that's going to put them together. Yeah. Okay. That's, so. Okay. That's, that's good advice. Now, I, I have to... I want to ask you, like, from booking a role... Mm-hmm. To getting to set, to it being mm-hmm. finished. Talk to me about every step of the way, from yes. getting so, the getting the listing to I see it on my screen. Yeah. First of all, you're gonna audition so much. You're gonna get one percent, maybe, of what you audition for. Mm-hmm. Like getting one job in six months, it's amazing. Like wow, you got a short film, and it's been six, amazing, or a play, or there are times where you will book more. There are times you'll book less. One thing to remember, and I, I really wanted to say that here too, because I wish that I, 
someone told me to feel better, it's a numbers game. And if they don't pick you, it doesn't have to do with you 100%. If you did a good job and they don't pick you, they wanted a person with blonde hair. They wanted a person with purple hair. They want a person thinner, fatter, shorter from there, from here. They wanted a person. It's never about you. You just do a good job and keep showing up and it's going to come. Um, after that, let's say you book it. First of all, congratulations, throw a party. It might it might get dropped before it's filmed. It might get dropped while it's filmed. It might be filmed and never see the light of day. Mm-hmm. So just know that just because you book something and film it does not mean you're going to ever get the footage. Um, but other than that, if you book something, you booked it for how, if you get the, if you get the callback, mm-hmm. you do the same thing you did in the first time because that's why they got you. If they give you feedback and they tell you try it differently, amazing. It means they like you. Mm-hmm. If they didn't like you, they wouldn't tell you anything. So don't be like, ah, I sucked. It was horrible. I shouldn't have done it. They like you. That's why they told you to try something different also. Uh, when you do a read with another person, and they 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 call it... Um, screen test. Yeah, but the screen test also like the compatibility with the people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, connect with that person. If it's your boyfriend he's your boyfriend. If it's your sister, it's your sister because you may be an amazing actor, but you don't match and they really want him because he has that demographic of some of some type. So mm-hmm. you're going to get dropped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, then you go on set and you do your thing. But if the director changes it, good or bad, you have to follow the director because um, I one of my teachers, he did the monologue. It was for NCIS or something. He always plays the guy that hits his wife or something and he's a loving father and stuff but that's his typecasting mm-hmm. and he filmed it and he did amazing he did all it was an amazing monologue of a psychopath and he goes there and they told him basically to do nothing because the scene shouldn't be he shouldn't be the, the main mm-hmm. part of the scene and he was devastated but he did it because you need to get the the call back after that yeah like they say if you don't book the Role, book the room you know yeah i got you so after they film you know try to be nice don't be a diva you know uh you're not a star everyone's a star the the crew is probably there for more hours than you they're tired if they're a bit snappy they don't hate you they're just 12 hours and counting uh after you film ask or no who you should mail if you don't receive your footage ever, if they said that they're going to give you the footage. If you, ha- if you have an agent or manager, they're probably going to take care of that and better mm-hmm. let them deal with it because they should be the bad person. You should be there. I want to help everybody. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then you leave and you never hear from them again, maybe, or you get it. I've done the commercial Never So Light Day. I was really sad because it was big, but you know, it's happens. That That makes me sad. <laughs> Um, it's okay. so like, let's talk about production. I, I have a, mm-hmm. a little knowledge of what it's mm-hmm. like. You, you see a, let's say we're setting a scene. Yeah. It looks like the scene should have only taken five minutes to film, but it actually oh. took six hours because you have mm-hmm. to do multiple takes. So mm-hmm. talk, talk to me about the misconception of when you see a scene of someone drinking a cup of coffee at a table of how many hours it took to get that one scene correctly yeah usually they film 
if they don't film one scene in one day, they film two, mm-hmm. max three, but that means they're in a really tight schedule. You know, if they film three scenes in one day for a series or anything, like it's it's crazy. Um, there's a person that that made the 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 schedule of the day and they gave an allotted time, mm-hmm. but you ne- you can never know how long it's actually gonna take because all of this of this problem. So if I'm drinking my coffee, am I in a coffee shop? Are there background actors? Do they need hair makeup? Do they come ready? Are they set there? Who, uh, the second AD or third AD is going to direct them while the, the first director is going to direct you. Um, so if you have a line, where do you drink? There's the script continuity person, which I've done this job a bit and it's crazy. Um, but anyway, and then so do you say, hi, you drink coffee, then you continue your line. Do you say like, then you can't do it differently if they print a scene. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they... they the light is not good. Uh, maybe the sound is not good. Maybe the prop is not good. Maybe what everything that can go wrong will probably go wrong, you know? Um, and especially it's sad when it's an emotional scene, everyone is really trying to to do the least takes because mm-hmm. they understand that the actor is not the robot that can just recreate. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes things happen. <laughs> And have you ever been on a night shoot? And yeah, what were you shooting at night? They were shooting a guy getting hit by a car. It was interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so we were in a parking lot. They brought some. We went over 12 hours. Um, so they brought us pizza, which was really nice. I was working as script continuity on that one. And they had the stand actor, the stand actor, the stand coordinator, I mean, who was going to drive the car. Mm-hmm. But the actual actor was doing his own stunt. So the car was supposed to drive, not full force, but like camera full force towards him and then stop and he falls. It took an hour and a half to set the scene. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. We tried, they tried it so many times. Yeah. Cause they can't just hit him with a car, you know, like you can't just hit somebody with that's not in combat <laughs> training, how to survive getting yeah. hit by a fucking car. <laughs> and he was on the phone. So he had to like talk on the phone, but the actress that was on the other side wasn't there. Cause I mean, she couldn't just stay 12 hours. So me, the script continuity person was reading her lines and he was reacting on the phone and the, the car was going to start hitting him. It was, and someone had to give the signal. It was a lot. It came out looking really good. I saw the final product. I was really happy. I'm like, oh, I, I helped for that. But yeah, it was a lot. My husband has done so many night suits because he has a management that books him. Oh, okay. And he's like, like today he's working, right? They told him eight hours, maybe 12. You don't know. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like a nine to five. Like when you're done at five, no. like you go home. It's It's chef's hours. You yeah. start at the dawn of ass and then you end when it's done. Could yeah. be could be 12 hours, could it could be yeah. seven hours, it could be yeah. 20 hours. Yeah. And then you come back the next day. Yeah. And go. And you get yeah, and you get for self-tapes. Remember, we were doing your podcast and I didn't sleep because I had the self-tape and it would expire the next day because they sent it to me at eight. Yeah. And they wanted it by next day at two. So memorize film prepare like send edit send you know like so what is a self-tape 
So a self tape is an audition, not in person. So okay, you you tape yourself mm -hmm. performing the sides they give you. Sometimes by yourself, sometimes with a reader, which means your husband, your cousin, your best friend. There are apps where people will read for you if you read for them. It's you can record yourself, but and then hope that the lines you left is the same. You can add yourself afterwards for them to hear the other lines. It's a whole it's a whole thing. And now, because there's so many people applying for one role, people mm -hmm. just ask self-tapes for first round. Like it's not common to go in person. Like I've been to three in-person auditions for theater the last mm -hmm. year. Oh wow. So it's all just done at home now. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming the pandemic kind of really changed everything that like acting yeah. roles still happen. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, pandemic changing things, I like one of my former friends, I should say, uh, live. Let's, we're gonna we're gonna trust that not any of my friends that have passed on, but a live mm -hmm. friend. Uh, she did. She wanted to be an actress, and in my personal opinion, I just don't know if it was for her. Um, mm -hmm. But she did a lot of extra work. Have, have you done mm -hmm. any extra work? And what's your experience been like? I mean, I've only done one because I had the whole issue where I had the way to work. So extra is difficult to work if you can't mm -hmm. work work. But my husband has done a lot. Um, it's a good You don't have to be an actor to do extra work, by the way. Like people mm -hmm. do it for extra cash yeah. all the time. It's. 150 to 300 a day you know depends they probably feed you they tell you how many hours it's going to be before there are services like face-to-face -face or i don't remember what the other one's called because that's the one that my husband used um and they book you and they book you for commercials too so it's it's good it's a good source of money okay it's what i want to do as a quote-unquote day job because yeah. if you're an actor why not do background as a day job you know yeah of still acting and you still meet people see sets there are other people that are like don't do background work if you want to be an actor because you'll never get picked but it's not like you do it to be like yeah i'm background 300 pick me for the main role no you do it for for other reasons and you still apply and do everything you know yeah i 100 got you um i was just always curious because like she did like she's been in like a lot of background stuff like that's kind of mm -hmm. the avenue she took because in Canada, we definitely have a lot more stricter um, rules when it comes to acting, especially mm. if you want to become unionized. Um, you have to, I think, work 1,500 hours or prove that mm. you've been on set for 1,500 hours to become unionized as an extra. Please don't quote mm. me on that number. I just knew it was yeah. a lot. Like, a here's, lot. Yeah, here's completely different because you don't want to be unionized too quick. Oh, okay. Because that means you can't do commercials really except if it's a union work and if it's a union work they'll they'll get Beyonce you know yeah so it's commercials are really good money like really? one of my friends yeah one of my friends went I mean if you're the main thing right one of my friends he went yeah and he had to hold the bag of the product look at it and smile he did that three times with the director yeah how much 10 grand Okay, you are a bit of eight, but you know, <laughs> yeah, two hours, but eight, you know, for half an hour of work. But yeah. he booked it because they wanted him. You know what I mean? So 
Yeah, I, I got you. And then I haven't seen that money, by the way. I haven't seen that money. <laughs> but I was gonna ask you, is this personal? Can I ask, like, mm. like how much do you, do you get paid to do acting roles? Is there is there like a sliding scale, or do you have a set number? Like, does do you, do you have an agent? Do they or a manager? Do they fight for your wage? I, I mean, you do. You, I don't. Ha- I have been allowed to work since March so it's now you know what I mean yeah before that I've done a lot of free work but um but now that I started working uh it's usually again it's around especially for short films and stuff two three hundred dollars okay um it's not bad no Uh, especially for background it's good but for short films it's like you're two three days but you do that to get an agent to get the thing your yeah. agent and your manager do, um, they do, they don't exactly fight for your wage, but they do want you to book something good because they get paid only when you get paid because they get 10, 15% of your, yeah. of your paycheck. So whatever that is, that's what they get. They can't get more, you know? Yeah. Um. Now I've been also, it's really important. I really want to mention that it's really important to make your own content. Mm-hmm. Um. Like we've been making a couple of movies in the past year. Some of them got awards and then you put on MVP and that's how you find the names and the manager. We have another one that we're going to shoot like in August, September. We have, we have one entering competitions now. Like you, you have to create, to show people that you can do what you want to do, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Especially with accent. Yeah. Well, which actually leads me to a, one of my thousand <laughs> questions. Actually, I actually have questions for this one instead of like free balling it like usual. Like, what's your, so we talked a little bit about stereotype uh, casting. Mm-hmm. For me, it's yeah. dumb, blonde, young voice actor because I have a younger choice. Mm-hmm. What is your um, stereotype Type role? Typecasting, yeah. So it's bad that they have two kind of. Um, okay. it's not it's not up to me it's what I get booked as right yeah so either sitcom it's like young naive girl deadpan face dead I have a really I have cheeks so I have a round face that makes mm-hmm. it like cute little help me innocent in sitcom it's uh, the thing I can also do anchor it's not what you can do it's what you look like the other thing that I get which I don't get it but I love it, but I don't get it. I get the diva that has killed someone or more than one. I know, I know, I know, but I have three, three short films right now where I am like this diva that's like always dressed in gold and kills three people and then gets caught at the end. You know, it's like, I don't know if it's the accent, and they're like, ooh, she doesn't speak American. She has to be bad or so. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Or that the, you you don't expect me to be the killer. I don't know. But yeah. I enjoy. I enjoy it. That's really fun. I appreciate your girl <laughs> from the Valley accent at that point too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, you do have yeah. an accent coach because English is not your first language. I think it's phenomenal that not only are we doing this podcast in... Uh-huh not your first language you also book mm-hmm. acting roles in a different language yeah how many different accents or like roles could you get via your voice 
Yes. So we ha I have I have to just say that many English speakers first language have accent coach because mm -hmm. if you want to do British and you don't want to just do a stereotype and you want to actually do like a good job, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I just did it also because this is my speaking voice, right? Mm -hmm. It's not general American. So I won't probably book general American roles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I would like to open more doors for me to be able to apply to more roles. Mm -hmm. So then I look, how do I look? So I, with my coach, we have done, and I have for my reel, I have like an accent reel and it's British, Spanish, Russian. And we did Ukrainian, but that sounds more like European in general. So it's like my European accent. Greek, which is not only this, I also have the really Greek accent, like really, really Greek. You can go back there and be my grandma or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then also we are doing now some general, I, my performing accent is less, has less of an accent than this one because huh. I am working on general American and you know what IPA is? Uh, like the beer? No, but good, because we all made that joke in school. Uh, <laughs> IPA, IPA is the International Phonetic Alphabet, which um, means every sound that the human mouth can do, they have a symbol for it. Okay. So when I want to do General American, yep. I have my lines, and then I write underneath all the sounds, how Americans say it, and then I read that, and I memorize that. So at this point, I've been working with an accent coach for two years, I believe. It's the same one. I love him. He's amazing. Um, uh, the, the dialect coach, Scott, uh, is amazing. But he, he we are recording lines because I can do one to two lines commercials, completely general American. Mm -hmm. So that means I can book a commercial where I do, if I have to speak, I want to show people that I, hey, I can do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So we're filming that now. Uh, but yeah, but my performing voice, I can't do, I can't do any of those accents, just do them because it feels wrong to me. Yeah. So I have to IPA them. Okay. You know? I got, I got you. I was, I was literally debating as I was like, I want to hear your Russian act. Like you but that is not fair because I have no lines to give you. But yeah. I one day, <laughs> me and you, we're going to have a beer. We're going to have an IPA. Yes. IPA. And we're going to have an IPA so fun. and an IPA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so um, fun. Um, I, I've, I got a couple of questions that you, you've debunked one major thing for me for acting, which is mind baffling, which is red carpets. Can you also debunk uh, the stereotype that if you live in LA, you also are a waiter because you're in between jobs? Is that true? The thing about LA, right? I, they told us that in school. They told us everyone is an actor in LA. Yeah. Now, is that something I should be afraid of no because they, they say all this you know if it's yours it's gonna be yours which is kind of true but kind of also I'm like I don't believe it uh, for example I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts so that means that I am a trained actress right mm -hmm. or wherever you went so the, that when you go on set and there's someone that's untrained untrained and no experience like no experience at all but they're mm -hmm. like I am an actor 
there is, you see the difference because they don't have a method of training. Doesn't mean that they're not good. Yeah. But it means that when you go to, when you go to an audition and you're trained or you train yourself, like, it's not like you have to go to a university, especially in the US where it's like 40,000 or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a system yeah or experience of years people with a system or and experience of years it's it's gonna look like a different league okay you know yeah so now being a there's nothing wrong with being awake okay yeah my my i have friends that are actors and wait but one good thing with having all those productions happening that need extras or whatever, for me is that I can work as an extra and mm-hmm. make enough money to to be able to live off while I'm working on my acting yeah. and have a freer schedule. Because yeah, it's but... so sad when someone wants to go have an audition, but you can't be like, hey, boss, can I not come tomorrow and come yeah. the next day, you know? it's hard it's hard I completely get you the only reason I asked that is because I'm a huge Vanderpump Rules fan not a secret um Mm -hmm. please go check out that Vanderpump Rules episode that was (laughs) has already come out but they were all actresses but they were all waiters and they talked about like everybody (laughs) kind of like knows each other that's waitresses in those clubs because they are actors and you and you Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming you do run in to people of being like, oh, like I see these people. Oh, I see her or him all the time. We are always typecast so for the scene. We went, yeah, we went to the acting school, and since finishing it, I, I finished. I'm like, oh wow, I'm gonna go to the world. First movie I book, every actor in the short film, everyone except one was in my acting school. I knew them. <laughs> Second thing I book, uh, I go to an audi- to two auditions in person. Yeah. Two people in one, one person in the other. They're from my school, you know? I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Even in background, my husband, when he goes to background, he sees 10 people that are always the same. So, yeah. yeah. It's, my it's, lay is big, but it's small. Oh, 100%. Especially for like, acting. Because you, like, you'd be like, everyone's an actor in LA. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody. Um, and, you know, knowing people is really important, but it's yes. also a really big trap. Yeah. It's, really interesting well something that's really Uh, interesting we talked about this beforehand um about having an instagram or internet following to be able to book roles mm -hmm. i find that interesting because if i was to ever make rose chronicles into a series i would want to book no names specifically to watch them grow into the character and not come in with egos uh i have interviewed uh people i'm not going to say names um and you could tell that they have a bigger following because mm-hmm. they act different. They mm-hmm. act like they're not better than you, mm-hmm. but they just kind of are they're on they're on a different ledge, if if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And I, I think I feel you, yeah. Yeah. I like like um for Elle Fanning, who was Catherine the Great in the Netflix series and has done many other roles. She was literally fucking Sleeping Beauty and Maleficent. And she didn't book mm. a role in the last couple of years because she didn't have enough of a big Instagram following. That's really you know, It's so, yeah, it's, it's, it has to do with money, right? Everything has to do with money. Yeah. Um, one way or another. 
if I'm making a film yeah and I wanna ha- I'm the producer right I put in 40,000 again that's my number 40,000 dollars to make this amazing movie mm-hmm. that I believe in but I need to make my money back or I'm not gonna be able to make another movie so I'm gonna do everything I can for the movie to be a success in the box office and hiring actors with a big following means that I will for sure have their following come watch the movie okay so it's not like they're gonna be like sometimes they do but usually it's not like they're gonna be like oh you have an amazing following but you're a horrible actress take the lead role yeah because then the movie is not gonna be good they say the following will book you the first job not the second one you know yeah so or it's gonna book you like small cameos but it is important sadly because agents managers again it's not that they're horrible people or anything it's just people need to survive so for me it is really frustrating because not on my sims on my sims account i post all the time but posting about me my life stories stories oh my god i drop off the 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 face of the earth for six months like i don't you know and then i have all these projects i've done i'm like damn it i have to post them but it's it's a whole thing I got, I got you. It, it's, it's self-promoting. I mean, it's the same on Instagram yeah. or Instagram, I guess. It's yeah. yeah. What, either, either way, if you're listening to this, if you have Sims or if you don't have Sims um, account on Instagram, yeah. but you're, you have to promote yourself. You literally have to be like every day, this is what I'm doing. This yeah. is all my stuff. Follow my shit because the algorithm yeah. likes consistency. It doesn't like irregular. Yeah. Um, you're the product, you know, you have to sell the product and you're the product. So it's like, I it's know exhausting. it is exhausting you're girl you're talking to someone that's filmed like I know it's a it's a product it's a personality speaking of personalities I always had a dream of mine to walk a red carpet mm-hmm. you Ooh. completely destroyed my fantasy knowing that I'm you have so to sorry. pay to go to go on to, to all of them certain, like some they invite you but like you can be invited right of course you can be invited but what I was saying is that if you want to go on a red carpet and especially if you're in LA you can download an app and book a ticket and go to the red carpet and walk the red carpet and they'll take pictures of you and it's for an event like you can go to an Oscars event an Emmy event whatever event like a, a premiere and you can buy a ticket and go and take pictures and that's really good for your IMDb and yeah huh. How much does an event cost? Is there a scale to like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to. Uh, I want to hear the scale. Please just keep thirty dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can go for thirty dollars to a fine event. The pictures probably are not gonna be like legit. Like they're gonna be nice pictures of you on a red carpet, but they're they won't be uh, how are they called when they're. Oh, I forgot the name of the company where they put it and it's like. Mm, I don't remember the name of the company. It's it's a company where they take your pictures and it's like they have the the watermark and it's really big in LA, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can go from thirty dollars to. I mean, I haven't seen how how high, because I can't afford it. But I'm sure it's like a thousand at least. I don't know. I don't know the top part. You know. That's and. You can you can hire a PR agency that they will book 
events and red carpets for you. And that's really important if you're in like a, an acting or entertainment visa and you want to renew it. And mm-hmm. because they don't see the work you do, they see the publications about you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that to have a peer agency that will is kind of good. Yeah. It's 8,000 a month. I know a person and she had to do that. And she had the ability to do that, eight thousand a month and four thousand a month. I've heard these are the good PR agencies that will actually get you big things, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe you should start the PR. All people like when I got fired um, at my previous job, everybody was on me saying like, like Jen, like this is your time to like, like be a social media manager. Cause like I, I offer people advice all the time of just basically being like, mm-hmm. this is what you should do, or you're not going to make it kid. Like I am like, I'm like your honest friend that will like tell you the truth. It's like, if you put something on and it looks bad, mm-hmm. that's me. So like, mm-hmm. I, I considered it maybe after the wedding, um, until then I'm hoping that, um, podcast keeps raking in money. So I'm able to do stuff. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, I just want to be a host of something at this yeah. point. I think I could do it. I just have to yeah. convince somebody that like I'm worth it. And then I, I mean, you are. You've convinced all of us and all your listeners. So <laughs> that's true. Love you, list love you guys. Um, okay, I got I got a couple more questions for you and then I'm gonna wrap up. Yes. Um what is your dream acting role and why? Uh oh, interesting. That has also fluctuated so much. Mm-hmm. I think, have you watched, I mean, it is Marvel and I didn't want to see that series, but have you watched uh, The Moon Knight? Uh, yes, I have actually. Yeah, so what the main actor, the man was playing, who was playing two people, but it was actually two people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would love to play that in a movie. I would love to play uh, two people and they're two different personalities. I don't know what the what the the story is going to be exactly. I did do a short about it where I'm like one of the parts is really innocent, the other one can like kick that. But that's just me trying to show what I want to do. But yeah, my dream role would be like some sort of dual thing either on purpose or because she has two personalities or she's trying to fool people okay her innocent look i like okay i like that what to this date which um is june uh 2023 Mm -hmm. what is the biggest acting role that you have booked so far Hmm. i'm like let me go to my IMDb. Oh, I mean, um, also, how many acting credits do you have? We'll take that. Up. We'll put both in there. We'll take it. We'll give you a quick minute. You can search up your IMDb. It's good. Because so I'm like, ah. it's also um, going to be attached to this as well. Your IMDb. Oh, Ooh, nice. Um, well, on my IMDb, I don't have my acting things, sadly. Um, my, sorry, my theater things, sadly, mm-hmm. I meant. I think... biggest of them mm. they're all approximately the same fame wise my favorite 
-hmm. my favorite, not the biggest. The biggest maybe is the, the last one we've done, which is called Person of Interest. And I'm the main character. And it's the one where it has the dual um, the dual personality kind of. And it's okay. not out yet. It's going to competitions in a little bit. So I think that's the biggest, maybe. Hopefully, if we get awards. <laughs> My favorite one was one called Jason Blake is Over Party, where I played Tylene. It was a supporting character. But she was, I filmed it. It was the first thing I filmed after the Academy. And I booked it from a self-tape and I filmed at home because she was a YouTuber giving an apology for putting lipstick on pet store fish and I had the most fun I was like I'm so sorry for what I did to those faces it was I had so much fun by myself filming it because I have a camera I have a microphone blah 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 you know mm -hmm. that was my favorite um what was the other how many yeah uh, how many film yeah. i have one two like ten okay uh, theater another ten <laughs> like that's the approximate amount shit um uh, but it's been like but what like three a year you know what i mean and from yes. the film ones, I've made maybe three of them, you know, four, maybe. I'm mm -hmm. not sure. Like, I was part of the production of them. And the okay. ones were, especially for me having an accent, it's not holding me back, but every time I go somewhere, they will mention it. Yeah. They'll be like, I love your accent. I'm like, I understand what that means. Thank you, though. Thank You're so you. nice. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, th that's such an interesting accent. It's actually so funny. So um, Jason heard you for the first time um, mm. at the Mischim Awards, and he's like, she's Greek. Like, yeah. he picked it up <laughs> being Greek. I was like, how did you know? Yeah. He's like, stick together. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Okay. What is your dream award to win? for a performance that you've done? So that comes from my kid's dream. Yeah. So as a kid, when I was a kid, I wanted to win an Oscar because in my head, yeah. it's the biggest thing you can win. The Oscars are not the same anymore. No. And it's not that it has the most important in me because it's not for the award. And I want to say one thing before we, we finish. Um but it will it will make me think of like baby Theoni that she got what she wants then. It's not that it's important now. Yeah. It's that it's what gave me the first like push. Yeah. But what I wanted to say just I wanted to say that one of the things one of our teachers did, and I feel like it's really important because acting to the world, it's going to look like you're doing great things and you're going to feel horrible and alone and rejected, okay? Mm -hmm. um, for everyone. I've met other friend actors. We all think each of us is doing amazing from social media, but in real life, we haven't worked in six months. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what she told us is write in a piece of paper why you're doing what you're doing, why you chose acting. And mm -hmm. then every time you lose hope, Go and read it 
and it's really important because it, it also you you reevaluate is it is that prism still important for me and for my life yeah you know and it keeps you I love it can I ask you what your reason is yeah so when I was a kid mm-hmm. I was really scared of death so in my kid mind I was like oh but if I play movies I'll be mortal right because it's there so that was my first thought and then the second the most important reason is I remember I I always you know ugly duckling I was watching Disney's ugly duckling and I was crying because I'm like I love you ugly duckling and I was crying and like petting the tv and I always had this need like my motto is like love is the answer so by me playing a role I feel like I'm giving this role and all the people that see themselves or part of themselves or the person they love Mm -hmm. I'm giving them that love so like oh you know by playing this character and giving them love everyone that sees themselves in this character can know that I love this character no matter how good or bad because there's not good or bad people like you know like that you know what I mean no so that love that I want to give is what keeps me going that's so sweet that's not the answer I thought you were gonna give I was like for a homegirl to win an Oscar I thought that (laughs) Um, that is that that is very sweet and I think that's really touching to be to create a legacy for your memory to continue on even if you're not there yeah that's a big Greek thing too so maybe that's why I had that (laughs) I I like it in your personal opinion who is your favorite actor and what actor is overrated I have a fav- a different favorite actor every other week because <laughs> I see a series and I'm like, you are like, that's exactly amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, one, one of my newer favorite actors I didn't expect to be that hard <laughs> I'm just going through like every in my head I'm like yeah but the other one did something good the other one something good I don't want to stay here forever but I do like that sound effect <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, one of my favorite actors is what's his name from Moon Knight. He's one of my new favorite ones. But oh, next, yeah, Oscar uh, Isaac. Maybe let me see. But next week it's gonna be a different one. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Well... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. And the guy that played the bad, the was it? Yeah, Oscar Isaac, but also. Uh, Ethan Hawke that played no, the bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah. Yes. I was, it was overrated is difficult and why? Like, because I can say, I don't know, Jennifer Aniston's a good actress, right? But she plays one thing, right? Yeah. But, but what, how do you rate an actor? Because she's doing what she's doing really good. That's why people love her. And yeah. if what she's doing works, and start typecasting. Like as an actress, I love versatility, right? 
-hmm. a person that can do the most different ones amazing but again as an actress I know that like you have to have a typecasting especially when you start yeah so if if that makes people happy then I don't know it's a whole it's that's the most difficult question to ask (laughs) that's that's fair I I think that that's fine um yeah what was the last uh, acting performance that truly moved you? That I watched? Yeah. Mm. I think I think it's uh, Oscar Isaac because I don't want to spoil it, but there is a moment where he's playing two people basically and he realizes something and the other person watches him realize that thing i don't know yeah. if you know what i mean that that scene in the bedroom yeah and the idea of am i real or not mm-hmm. i i cried because we're raw like imagine even people that people with any type of mental struggle or whatever, even me that I don't, like I have anxiety, but like, that's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. But who am I? When you ask, who am I? Like, I know me, I'm me, but who are you? And when you start analyzing who you are, you can get lost. And it's so, like, I I believe both are real for that movie, but that was, that was, it hit me deep, you know? I like, I like that. That's a good answer. <laughs> I figured you were gonna say that, but I, I had, I had to ask. Also, this podcast is not sponsored by Moon. Um, no, it's <laughs> it's not. Oscar Isaac is just yeah. daddy, and it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think for me, I have two that really mm-hmm. hit home. Um, The Last of Us. Um, mm. with Pedro Pastel. Like every scene that he was in was amazing. There was also a show yeah. called Midnight Mass on Netflix. It's I recommend mm-hmm. it to everybody. It's a phenomenal show. It's mm-hmm. a little horror-ish. But there's that. a scene. Uh, do you have watched it or you've not? Mm-mm, I haven't. It's it's definitely it's a really good Halloween show if you just kind of mm-hmm. want to get spooky. But it, it it you could watch it any. I've watched this. It's the only Netflix series I've watched three times. Mm. Um, it is just so fun. It gets better with every viewing, but there's this one scene. It's in the second last episode. Uh, it says it's this really fucking white ass town that it's just all white people. And then, uh, there is a Muslim cop that comes in with their son and this town becomes overrun with big take, like, like going to midnight mass pretty much. It's just mm. going to mask and they want to start teaching, um like the catholic religion in a public school and he's like well what if i went and started to ask to teach allah and like my faith you guys would not allow this and there's this scene at the end and i won't give it away he talks about like the stereotype of what it's like to be a muslim american and and how real it was to me i didn't find that acting i think that's just how he's experienced living in america not being white and the prejudice that comes with it it is such a phenomenal scene i will yeah. sometimes just go watch that scene because yeah. it's just it's so good it just it take like i feel for them i cry for them yeah. right and i I've, think that's good acting is you feel how yeah. they're feeling yeah the, how yeah the, yeah i watched 
a similar scene in Greece by a Greek actor who was all about typecasting, always typecast. But that yeah. one, I was he was always the dad. That's funny. But then he had that thing where he he was thrown away from his house and mm-hmm. country and everything because he wouldn't change his belief. Yeah. And he said, and that has stayed with me. He said, I don't, he said it's amazing. He said, I don't regret not changing, mm-hmm. but I can't forgive myself myself for contemplating changing. He said it way better Greek and it killed me. I was like, cause he, he was like, yeah, cause if he just changed, his family could stay there. He yeah. could have his house, his work, and it's human. You know, like I, I don't know what I would have done, you know, but I wouldn't, you know, but it was, yeah. See, good actor. See, that's good. Acting. Imagine getting, yeah. Imagine getting that, that anyway, that love from the screen. I'm just going back to my thing. I'm like, imagine like that give and take you have, even as an audience, like it's not the money, like, mm-hmm. If I want to make money, I would do something else probably. But you know, it's like oh, acting's <laughs> definitely not for the money. It's it's yeah. for what you love. Now that actually leads me to, I, I literally said a couple of questions and I'm snowballing them. Um, <laughs> what is the craziest acting role you've ever done? The craziest, craziest. Mm. I mean, I have done a lot where I am the murderer and I kill for people, you know, but. Uh, it's a joke but I feel like the craziest wasn't I feel like the craziest wasn't because of the role it was because of the situation Mm -hmm. because I went to do background in a friend's film but it was more like open and it was me and my friend and we were background but then the director like how we're fake taking shots of alcohol because it was water but we're fake taking shots and then he did close-ups and then he invited us the next day and then he gave us two scenes and I end up from being but the the crazy part is because it wasn't supposed to be a role the first day my character was flirting with one guy the second day they made me flirt with the second lead guy and then they also wanted us they made me and that girl like that we had the scene where she took me from him and we kissed because like you can't stay with him you have to find someone else and then at the end they needed someone to say like line so they made so my character ended up being it was such a dramatic film like someone had left someone pregnant and that was like the mafia and they killed someone and my character in the film Flirted with one person, flirted with the next one, parted, killed the third, uh, killed the third, sorry, I had it, kissed the third, and ended up with a fourth one. And I had to, I had to come up with that character's logic and scenes and lines mm-hmm. as we go, because there was no, I didn't have the script before. They were going with it as we go. And I'm like, makes sense. But I do love my performance there. I always watch it. I have so much fun. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Can, can I share you? Can I share with you mine? It's of I, course. I don't find it. I don't think it's embarrassing. Um, my mom thought it was more uh-huh. embarrassing. So, I did a lot of voice actor work throughout the pandemic. Uh, for multiple reasons. One for money. It was just an easy way for me to just start making money. Um, mm-hmm. so I had it. I was pro. I was slut number two, and I gave a. <laughs> a fake blowjob and I was like and I was like oh yeah it's so big 
it's oh it just slides right in the back of my throat yeah baby oh my god like I said and I and my mom watches every everything I'm in like she's like my number one fan and I was like mom so I play prostitute in this one and Uh I'm and I'm and I'm giving a blowjob they're they're like she's like did you at least get paid for this I was like yeah I got I got paid (laughs) 30 Canadian dollars for a minute scene where I'm giving a fake blowjob. If that's you know not what acting is, I don't know what is anymore. But hey, it is though. Oh, and yeah. See, you got paid. So, because you said before, you are an actress, you are a voice actress. So, no, never. You, do you get paid? Yes. You're an yes. actress. Oh, yes. I know. <laughs> Um, which is just weird to think about. Um, I want to watch it now. Send me the episode. If I can remember, I've done so many. I think like my resume is up to like 50 or 60, just because at the beginning I was taking any role. You have to make an IMDb page. I do have an IMDb. You're going to get more. I do have an IMDb. You have to send it to me. It has has Amy from the Reaper. That's it. uh Yeah, that's all I have. No, you have to add all of them. You know how much more sponsorships you're going to find an agent? I've honestly, after the wedding's done, I have considered taking acting classes and more pursuing it. It might help. Yeah, but but since you already have all these credits, put them up there because it will give you work and it will give you someone to manage that work for you, which is a game changer when you don't have to make everything yourself. You know, except acting, I have a YouTube where we started making, I we had to hire kind of two people because I cannot edit anymore for that as well. Yeah. We have, we produce movies. I can't, like, you have to, you have to, to have a village of people, you know? Yes. Oh, you can't, it can't be a one person show. I, as yeah. I'm literally drowning <laughs> with everything I do. I'm well aware it is not a one-person show. Speaking of not a one-person show, let's talk about the writer's strike. I think that's very acting. It's still going on, to my knowledge. Um, Yes, it is. I think, I I know you're an actress, I know it's suffering. Mm -hmm. I think the the writers are in the right, and they need... Of course, they're 100% right, and the, the strike did need to happen. Yes. Me and my husband do have like we're really struggling right now because they're not self-produced so we money's tight mm-hmm. but he still books like background oh you know x factor and stuff you guys yeah. go and buy tickets to watch the show yeah. yeah they pay him to go and fill seats so you pay yeah. i don't know 30 dollars a hundred and he gets paid 300 a day to go watch the show and clap okay yeah. so yeah so that's what he's doing uh, now that there is no scripted shows. He mm-hmm. does a lot of background in, in these unscripted things. So it's still, we still have money. And it's not about us. It's about the future of, of yeah. writing and writers and about the future of movies. So 100%. And actors are thinking of joining the strike. I feel like this strike happened again, what was seven or 15 years ago and it lasted like seven or 15 months. I have it opposite. It's the opposite numbers. But it, it, it needed to happen because... Yes. With with all these, because we only had TV, right? So they had a really good, really good. They had the contract, okay? And they with, had residuals, had, which is not exactly, a thing anymore. Exactly. And now with all these, with all these streaming services, like as it's the same thing, like with kids working, right? If a kid works on a TV, on a so you have to have all these guidelines to make sure that the kid is healthy, happy, safe, right? Yeah. And still, they weren't many times, you know, but at least you had laws there to protect them. 
Yeah. And now with YouTube, they're not roles in like uh, they're no um roles in like family channels, and there are a million family channels that are really nice and love the kids and don't abuse yeah. them. But there are also all these others that you can't protect them, and we don't know what it's. It's a whole. Yeah. So, yeah. It's all right. It's it's crazy. I I hope I hope they get what they I hope they get what they want, because yes. like honestly, I was walking into the store today because I was thinking of questions to ask you as I was picking up milk because mm-hmm. that's just my nice. life now, and I was <laughs> like, there's still the Raider strikes going on because I haven't seen mm-hmm. SNL. There's not been a James Corden. There's not. These shows are scripted. They're yeah, fucking many, many shows are scripted. And a lot of shows are now yeah, on hold because exactly. no, re- no rewrites are happening because there's there's yeah. no writers. And yeah, I, I've had people say, like, oh, just fuck, fuck the writers. The writers literally make the show. They yeah. are the main ingredient. You know, that's kind a little bit of the side, but since we're talking about injustices, for me, a big injustice with awards is that there's no stuntman, stunt coordinator awards because it's acting and it's yeah. so at the Oscars, I mean, and stuff, you know, not like in general, like with there are, but I remember watching their performances. First of all, there is a show, I won't going to say the name actually. But it's about basket, right? And the main actors, because my husband was there when it was filmed, the main actors, they are there for one minute and pretend to shoot the ball. And the stand actors do the whole basketball thing of the song. So they they end up not playing. And it it doesn't say anything about the actors, but we have to recognize the work that the stand actors put in. Yes, absolutely. And... I feel like they're definitely really forgotten about because they're just yeah. like, oh, they're stunt guys, like whatever. Like, like let's take a watch, like Home Alone. We talked mm-hmm. about we talked about this movie on the Christmas podcast, so like how it is a classic. Do you think Joe Pesci was fucking falling down the stairs a hundred times? No, he wasn't. <laughs> it was a different guy, yeah. and like, and at the end, he was just literally falling because I I love watching uh, how it happened. Yeah, the movies that made us on Netflix. It's yeah. my favorite documentary. Uh, I watched that too. Oh, and I, 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 did you also watch the cliche on Hollywood? It's like well, it, the Rob Lowe hosts this uh, hour documentary and it talks about no, all the cliches that you, yeah, watch it because it literally we t- we talks about like everything we've just yeah. talked about for all the cliches. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the movies that made it, it's crazy to see like the magic that goes into a movie because you just see the final product. It's kind of like a Simstagram story. You see the yeah. final product. <laughs> you don't see. The beginning yeah. and middle and all this shit in between that you see exactly the finished polished yeah. product, which you don't know is you've been up for three days because you're doing a, a royal collab with like 80 mm-hmm. fucking people. And then that's why I stream that in. now. I stream how I make it one day a week. So people are like, because and today, today that was my stream. I was basically yeah. there like placing your teleporters and stuff. So yeah. I love it. Now. I, okay, I legit have two more questions and then we're yes. going to wrap up because it's how it's going. It's almost my bedtime. Of course. <laughs> um, so w- what is your favorite acting experience that you've, you have a comp, like that has like, happened to you so far? Is there one moment that stood out to you? Um, I... I believe it was on on theater. Okay. And you know, it's 
they always say that it's the ma they say the magic of theater that everything goes wrong and then the opening night everything goes right well yes. wrong at the same time but the result is beautiful absolutely and I had that with the, I had some shows um uh, in my third year of the academy because we only do like plays uh and I did two shows the first two were amazing I had it was comedy it was exactly my type casting it was easy everyone was like they gave me a standing ovation in one role which I and I was like supporting and I just left the scene it was I was an amazing uh, but but it was it was really easy for me and anyway that that role I mean anyway but I had a moment where in the last play mm -hmm. I had the husband and son and it's called uh, shadow box okay. so basically it's people that are in uh what's it called when you end of life care uh in a hospital you know oh like uh yeah i, I know yeah, i remember that like parent yeah. care or something like that like it's yeah your it's like your last stages yeah you're gonna pass that to make it as comfortable so i was playing this lady whose husband was passing away and they called him there to spend the last month or month and a half whatever he had and the kid and my lady was in denial that he's going to pass. Yeah. She was like, let's leave. It's not going to happen. Let's leave. So the whole play, it was about him trying to spend the last days with his family and me literally not going into the stupid cabin. Because if I go into the stupid cabin, it's real. Yeah. And it was really difficult, the whole the whole going to. And like the whole, the whole preparation of the play. But like the moment at the end... When we're and I had amazing co uh, co uh, scene partners like the guy that played my husband and the guy that played my son. Yeah, amazing. Made it so easy. It was amazing. That moment of going to the cabin and accepting that I was recently married as well, so it was a really good substitution for me. Yeah, that my husband is passing away. It was yeah the moment of. At the end, going into the cabin, it was, it didn't hurt me because you always protect yourself, but it was, it felt it real. Felt like, yeah, it felt, yeah, it felt like I'm passing through Narnia's door, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah, it was I'm really sure, good. Like, I'm sure you put yourself in your own shoes. Like, what if that was your husband dying and you just could, you yeah, couldn't you come put, to terms with it? Yeah, you put substitution. It's just a small comment fun I want to tell you for that part because the guy that played my husband and me we did an exercise where you put the person that you're substituting in the other person you know like I love when you smile and I was thinking like when my husband smiles you know and you yeah. put it on the other person and at one point he said he has a girlfriend and I, I, I am assuming he put her but he was saying I love how you have an angelic voice when you sing and my head i'm like thank god i don't have to prove it because i would ruin <laughs> his substitution immediately <laughs> i cannot sing <laughs> i would just ruin his substitution oh my god yeah that's really fun that's pretty fun yeah. um can i sh can i share you mine i have two kind of of course i want you every time to share it i love hearing <laughs> stories uh, so the first one was obviously the Mishima Awards winning for Amy. Mm. Like that was just oh the fact that people came and voted for me was just incredible. Mm. But the second one, I wouldn't even say okay, so backstory. Have you ever heard of the room? Yes. With Tommy wait, was wait, a... wait. No. Of course. Okay, okay. 
So that is like me and Jason's like favorite go-to garbage movie. We have seen it so Perfect. many times together. So um it can't like so like obviously Tommy Wiseau and Greg will tour around with so, so Greg came to Kitchener. I mean mm-hmm. to Ontario. Uh mm-hmm. and we saw um uh-huh. we saw him and they read there's a part where he'll read the script. So some guy was dressed as Tommy and they were trying to find a Lisa. <gasps> you don't think I shot up as high as I could. It's on my Instagram, like my Stassi page. You can go and watch me do it. I'm going to go watch it. I performed a scene with Greg Sestero playing Lisa. I had the one line of, and I, and it was a full page. It was like a full scene. And I was like, this is when he, she's admitting that he loves him. And I had one shot and I looked in his eyes. I was like, I love you. And I like story through him. He looks at me, goes back and looks at Jason. He's like, you're a lucky man. Um, You need to like be with her forever. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, He was like, wow. And then after I got, I got, he's like, I got to keep the script and he signed it. And he's like, that was a really good take. Like, do you, do you act? And I was like, I do a lot of voice acting. And he's like, mm-hmm. keep it up. So that was like, that is like a moment. Like I acted with a scene of Greg from the room pretending to be Lisa. I'm going to go watch it. Yep. (laughs) Um, That's amazing. It was amazing. I, I don't like four years ago, me would have like died in the corner. I think it was just like, literally because I was Stassi interviewing people. I was like, me, me. I could do this, but it was just, it was just so cool. And like the guy I was performing the scene with, with like Tommy's looks like Tommy's like wig suit he even had a rose he had a rose just ready like just ready to go and i was just like you're oh, tearing me apart oh, Lisa, you're tearing me <laughs> I, I, think love my, it. I love it i think my favorite scene in that movie is besides everyone has to go like they just mm-hmm. got there you gotta go um was <laughs> the dog scene um with the flower so they go to the flower shops it's like like 80 seconds so they go Mm -hmm. in and he's like they're like oh i didn't recognize you ah dozen roses here good doggy and leaves like there's (laughs) (laughs) like i how can you not recognize tommy fucking rizzo okay (laughs) (laughs) or that lisa's mom had cancer like yeah but it was just you know (laughs) have you have you seen the disaster artist uh, is it where they discuss him or is it another guy? I've so, seen parts of it, I think. It is the, so it was James Franco and Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. They like pretended to be them while like, making the movie of Greg's oh, book. Oh, I think I've seen a bit. Yeah. I so don't, the, haven't, there are many films where I've seen a bit because my husband watches while I'm asleep and then I wake up mid yeah. and I see a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, in the room, Chris R is like played by like a scary guy. So they actually talk about mm-hmm. it like in the movie. Like they were actually petrified of Chris R, but in the disaster <laughs> artist, it's Zach Efron playing Chris R. <laughs> and he's just like covers like punching walls. And it was like, okay, man. Or like Danny. Uh Danny uh-huh. was played by uh Josh Hutcherson in the disaster artist. And there's like, they're like, how old is Danny? And they're like, your age, I'm, like 27. <laughs> i I think that stands the test of time of like yeah like that movie is deemed to be one of the worst movies to ever be made but so many people love it and watch it it's 
I don't think you have to like make like I can't tell you if you showed me a scene from I don't know let's say Captain America like mm-hmm. it could be a, it could be literally 60 different films like I cannot narrow it down for you <laughs> but like this yeah. film if I literally see if I hear you are my rose you are my rose you are my rose it's, like it's it, it couldn't be faked to be that bad. I think that's what yeah. they understand. That it's like, since he, hey, he said what he meant and he meant what he said. It, we exactly. come full circle. He Ex- didn't play a character. That was him. Yeah. So yeah. That was legit him. Well, Fiona, I think it has been a pleasure. <laughs> what advice could you give to anybody who wants to get into acting? It's the same one I give for everything. Just do it. Just start doing it. It's not just. The just is start doing it. doesn't matter where you are, like Mm -hmm. level. Just start doing something and keep at it. And slowly it will be better. And slowly it will will become like, like it will become better and better. You're going to build something. But if you don't start it now and you wait for the perfect moment, it's never going to come. They say an acting career to be regular needs 10 years. So if you don't start now, when are you going to start, you know? And it's never late. I think that is such fantastic advice. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming here today. Normally, this is where you would plug your sim stuff. But today, do you have anything, (laughs) acting roles or any performances that you want to plug that everyone can come see? When is it going to come out? July 9th. Okay, so keep an eye out because Person of Interest is coming out soon, probably September, but it's close. Um, uh, go check out Guess Who, where I play that murderous lady that we said that has killed three people. You can find all the links and everything from my IMDb or my acting page, which is Theoni.Bekari. <laughs> it's the first and last name. I'll probably give it to you to put it, maybe. Um but yeah, these are the two main ones. We have a new seasons coming out on Blended once a month where it's me and my husband uh, trying out different restaurants in LA with people from different countries. So we have an episode about the Chinese restaurant and different things. Go check that out as well from September. And yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> I I love that. Please go check out Theoni. Um, I'm going to do a self-plug because apparently I was literally... At the season finale roundtable, which is, <laughs> I literally, if everything plans out, the season finale for Stassi J Unplugged is, like, February 2024. Mm-hmm. 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 It was supposed to be <laughs> December 1st. Uh, Close had- enough. <laughs> Two fucking months. Uh, so, hi, guys. I have, I have a Patreon. Um, I now have two Patreon supporters that have come to support. If, if you like what I do and you want to support me, please do so by signing up on Patreon. I super appreciate it. I, it helps me continue to do these podcasts and will help, you know, kind of pay for things as, you know, sponsorships. It's like acting roles. They come and go. I mm-hmm. went five months without a sponsorship and then I got one and now I have no sponsorship. They've, I've gotten my bill and I don't know when the next one's coming in. Yeah. It's like legit acting um 
But uh, please go check out uh, my Patreon if you like what I do. And please go support. The link will uh, be below because, like I said, girls got to get paid. Um, if you want to check out uh, The Rose Chronicles, please do. If you want to check out the my uh, the podcast page on Instagram for this, uh, we have story spotlights every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. If you want to read what it's like to be on Simstagram and just kind of get to new meet new authors, there's interviews every Saturday. Uh, please actually go check out the main series, uh, Saucy J Unplugs. Guys, we got episodes till February, so we got <laughs> lots of episodes, and I'm so happy that the season, I only have one more episode if, for that to film, and if they show up, they show up, and if they don't, they don't. Uh, but it's been a, a phenomenal ride, and uh, please go check out Sims Kingdom. Uh, she's a phenomenal... <laughs> Uh, Sims Royals Teller, uh, Sims Story Royal. Oh my God, Sims <laughs> Royal Storyteller. Um, so please, please go check out Sims Kingdom as well. Please go check out uh, Fioni and all of the amazing acting roles you've done. I want to say it has been an absolute pleasure you coming here today. It was different. I liked it. Yeah, me too. I had so much to say. It's been my life, you know. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Listen, I have to tell somebody. <laughs> That's why we're here because so many people want to get into acting. And mm. let's talk about what it's like to become an actor and, yeah. you know, kind of learn what it's like to be on the other side and it's not as easy as it sounds it's not just picking up a script and being like okay let's go first <laughs> as I literally have a script here uh <laughs> it's like thank you for the warm welcome back that could be said any there's, that could be anything that, yeah, could literally, true, yeah. that could be anything well <laughs> I want to thank you so much for coming here please go mm. check out Theoni and uh have a great rest of your night bye